0: Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who would love to see Tua throw multiple interceptions today, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing quite well. Um, I'm I'm actually going to put that out into the world. He is going to throw multiple interceptions today, Uh, right to Marcus Williams' hand, uh, the, the ball hawk on the defense uh and i you know i hope that happens for sure as they're playing my ravens i'm very excited to at least try to watch the game i don't even know if it's on uh in cleveland i'm not sure when did the browns play trevor
0: Do you know i think they played the same time i think they're both oh uh, great 1 all right
1: well it decent. won't be on then uh which is upsetting <laughs> but that is all right um uh, of course we're joined by the third member of this podcast contributor ben o'brien ben how was your week
2: it was good man can't complain um that's all i got sorry Alright, nice.
1: <laughs> ben is ready to get down and dirty. I mean, I don't know what
2: else you want from me. Like, I, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, a little
1: synopsis. Like, I had a good week. I did thing X, and it was fun.
2: Nah, no, I'm sorry. I got nothing.
1: Alright, alright. Ben had a horrible week. He just lied to every viewer here. Um, but that is okay. Today is Football Sunday. We all get very excited for Football Sunday. Ben, who, who are the Bengals playing today? Uh,
2: What some people would claim to be America's team, but I don't really understand it. They're called the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if you ever heard of them.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, that should be a one in the win column.
2: Um, I mean, you would hope, them. but last week happened. It's the NFL, so You never know.
1: Steelers are a very good football team. Well, you know, it's, shut up. Hey, yeah. it, it it is what it is. There, but look, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to start off doing a little bit of college football. Uh, there wasn't too many great games, but there were two that we definitely need to talk about. The first one being Miami versus Texas A and M. Texas A and M, of course, losing last week to Appalachian State. Um, and they benched Hayes King, put in Max Johnson, and they went in. They beat Miami, 17 to nine. Miami is ranked number 13 overall. Really, uh, I just kind of wanted to mention this. I, nothing like crazy happened in this game. There wasn't a lot of scoring. Wasn't like a you know a huge offensive effort. Uh, Trevor, anything you want to add on this game uh, besides you know A staying ranked? Pretty much. They definitely have a quarterback problem, but they're staying ranked.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just a solid bounce back win against uh, the true America's team of college football, which would be Appalachian State uh, if you didn't know. Well, they didn't beat they didn't State. beat Appalachian
1: State. They yeah, beat I know. Miami. I'm
0: saying a bounce back win, a bounce back oh, win from America's team. Uh, I see from America's team to beat uh, the Miami Hurricanes here, who you know Miami. You know, there's always a little bit of talk, a little bit of hype. Could this be the year Miami returns to, you know, their their former greatness? And I think it's another year where that is not the case. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe Miami come back next year. We'll see if you can, uh, um, you know, may, maybe next year you can come back to, you know, return to being one of the best teams. Who knows?
1: Yeah, it always seems like Miami just, like, can't quite get over the hump. Uh, Mario Cristobal, I really, really like. Uh, Josh Gaddis, new offense coordinator from Michigan. I wish he didn't leave Michigan. I really like him a lot um so we'll have to see kind of how he does um you know it's a new new team uh new coaches we'll have to see uh Ben anything you'd like to add on this game I know there's not like a ton uh but anything you want to you want to put forward
2: no I didn't watch the game I I will say I think these two teams should play every year because they're probably the two sleaziest programs in college football
1: they they are Um, I think they're also the the two programs they give the most money in NIL money too
2: yeah I mean that's the thing like in like in today's world, I guess it's not sleazy. They just pay players, but like they've been doing, they've been playing players for years. So it's like good for them. Oh. They're, they're pretty much the same program. They both have always claimed to be good every year, and they never are good. Um, so I think they should play every year. It's essentially like a little bowl game. I kind of like the rivalry going on because they're both going to be terrible every year, but one of them always thinks that they're back. And this year, I guess Texas A&M thought they were back, and they lost to America's team last week. So um, two very similar uh, programs. I think that they should play every year. I, I, I enjoy it. I will continue to not watch them play every year if they play.
1: All right, <laughs> Conspiracy Theory Hour here with uh, with Ben uh, today.
2: Conspiracy Theory? What, what did I say that's a conspiracy?
1: That They've been paying players forever.
2: <laughs> they've been – how many times have they gotten in trouble? They've gotten in trouble a billion times for paying players. It's not like that's a yeah, secret. But like, Miami, a lot the, of teams the one too. Miami alumni went to jail for it. I'm just saying <laughs> those are the two – these two teams are in the in the news more than anyone about paying players. Johnny Manziel is very open that he made a lot of money when he played at Texas A&M. That
1: is true. That is true. But he didn't make it from A&M. He, he like, signed autographs and stuff.
2: I'm just um, saying man there's there's those there's, there's hey, are two I'm teams just in the news more than anyone
1: else. I don't I don't particularly like either of these teams um but what I would say was the game of the day uh and this may not be like two high ranking teams but this was I think we can all agree it was the game of the day uh is the Bowling Green State University Falcons versus the Marshall Thundering Herd a 34-31 overtime victory now unfortunately I didn't catch any of this game so I'm going to have to resign over to both of you guys who did watch at least some of this game. I, I think Trevor, Ben, you guys watch most of it. Yeah. Ben, I'm going to start with you. What did you? What are your thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, I mean, clearly, I, I don't know how it's not, like, I don't know how it wasn't, like, breaking news on Sports Center after the game. I don't know how they didn't start Sports Center this morning with this. I mean, it really makes no sense. It kind of just sounds like hate to me. Um, best football game of the day yesterday, in my opinion. Um, it, it was a nice crowd up, up in Bowling Green, Ohio. It's always nice to see people actually go to sporting events there because a lot of times they don't. Um, yeah, it was a good game. I mean, credit credit to Matt McDonald. He looked terrible in the first quarter, and then he looked good the rest of the game. Credit to Scott Scott Leffler, the head coach, for for winning against a team that is not terrible. Um, it makes me happy. Good for them. It makes me—there are very few uh, times throughout the football season that I'm proud to be a fan of the Bowling Green Falcons, and they made me proud yesterday. So let's keep it up. Let's, let's try to get maybe one or two more wins this year, and I'll be happy.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Trevor, your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this truly was the game of the week because last weekend, if you remember, the Marshall Thundering Herd uh, defeated the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who at the time were ranked, uh, I think, in the top five, uh, top ten. They were like number like eight. eight or something? Yeah, they were yeah. like eight. So Marshall defeated Notre Dame. And then, BG, this is the homecoming game. You know, the, the stadium is more packed than it's been probably in five years. Um, it seemed like, at least. I don't know but uh, it seemed pretty packed uh, and they're playing Marshall and this game goes to overtime it's you know it's pretty back and forth Marshall jumped out to the lead and then Bowling Green kind of rallied back you, you talked about Matt McDonald which Matt McDonald had a really good game probably one of the best games of his career I would imagine at Bowling Green he threw four touchdown passes no interceptions uh you know just a very very clean game overall I thought from I mean again you know he, he can make mistakes here or there but I think, Compared to, you know, what we usually see, I think this might have been his best game I've ever seen play. So credit to him, credit to the Bowling Green Falcons. They also had quite a few good defensive stands. And then over time, they pull it out, you know. Uh, Marshall has, they hold Marshall to the field goal because Marshall did get the ball first in overtime. And then Bowling Green, uh, they get the ball. And then I think it's like the second or third play, um, and, and the guy like pretty much runs in, he like, reaches out for the goal line to try to put the ball down um and it was like a it was like a walk off win everyone thought it was a touchdown they were they reviewed the play he was actually like a half yard shorter about a yard short um and then i think the the play after is when they scored the touchdown and it was just a great win for the falcons um obviously you know the fans were very happy i mean having this You know, for the homecoming game, I'm sure a lot of alumni went back. Unfortunately, we did not go back, but, you know, there's always a next year. But I think the Bowling Green Falcons, this is a huge win for them, and hopefully they can keep the momentum going. I mean, you know, we saw them get that win against Minnesota last year, and, you know, it was kind of just like a good moment in an overall bad season. Hopefully that's not the case this season. Hopefully this can really start the momentum and they can have a a decent season here.
2: Yeah. Um. And oh, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know what, Trevor? This is gonna start something. Next week they play some scrub named Mississippi State. Never heard of them. So I think this is gonna start a winning streak. I really do. I feel very confident that that Matt McDonald and Scott Leffler and the boys are gonna start a win streak. Ten and two. Here we come. Bowl game. I'm excited. Absolutely.
0: And 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 not to mention that I didn't mention this. Bowling Green is confirmed better than Notre Dame. They beat Marshall. Marshall yeah. beat Notre Dame. Bowling Green is better than Notre Dame. We should, they should be ranked, right?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's like a debate. I think that's a fact more than anything. I mean, numbers don't lie. Sorry, no, no, Notre Dame couldn't beat the Thundering Herd, and Bowling Green could. So I don't really think that's like an argument. I think it's a fact that if we played Notre Dame today, we'd win by, I mean, I'd say at least. Seven 20 points, points maybe 30 points. nah I don't know Trevor I think I mean, oh, Notre Dame didn't 30. look great yesterday either so I, I'd say I'd say we'd probably be in about like 30 or 40 if I, if I had to make an official game
1: yeah I mean those numbers seem reasonable uh, at least on my end I, I can definitely see two and two together but I think that'll wrap up our, our college football talk there um, let's get into small talk trivia we haven't done trivia in a little bit um, as I wasn't here last weekend and I think Ben you weren't here the weekend before um, Correct. but that is all right I have an order in place. Before I say the order, what is
0: the uh, the scoreboard? So, Brandon, you're in the lead with 17 points. Uh, ben had a good week. The last time we did trivia, he has 16 and a half, and I am in last with 15. All right, so here is the order today. Trevor,
1: you're going to be asking Ben question first. Ben, you're asking me, and I will be asking Trevor to wrap it up. So, Trevor, you're up first.
0: All right Ben so my question is going to be NFL related obviously you know we had a very exciting week in the NFL hopefully we have another uh, good day good week um you know here with week two. So my question is this Ben what is the the answer is going to be a team uh, what is the team that has the biggest comeback in NFL playoff history and by biggest playoff comeback in NFL playoff history I just am looking for, uh, the the margin, the scoring margin that they were down at one point, and then they came back and won the game. So the answer is going to be a team.
2: So biggest comeback in, in you said the playoffs, not just the regular season, but the playoffs.
0: Yeah, in NFL playoff
2: history. Okay, so I remember there was Chiefs Colts and I want to say 2015, maybe 14 or 15. I think it was when the Bengals were in the playoffs. I think it was probably 15. So um, you're looking for season. a
1: number. A number here? No,
2: no, no. no, he's looking for a a team. team. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that Chiefs-Colts game being a blowout, and I'm pretty sure it was the Colts that were down big, and then they came back and won. I want to say, I don't think it was the other way around, because I think at that point the Chiefs were well-known for kind of blowing it in the playoffs, which is crazy to think about now looking at the Chiefs. But I remember that being a big deal. That was a huge lead that one of the teams blew. Again, I want to say it was the Chiefs that blew the lead over the Colts. I think the Colts came back and won with Andrew Luck, because that was when the Chiefs had, I don't know, uh, Whoever, not Mahomes, but um, Alex Smith or something. Alex Smith. That's the first one that comes to my mind, yeah. And again, I remember that being a big deal, that comeback. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I want to say, like, I have, I I can, I'm thinking of, like, the Saints for some reason. They came, maybe they came back in a playoff game. Um, I mean, if it's anything more than, like, 10 years ago, I'm not going to have a chance of getting it. So I feel like the, the, Colts coming back on the Chiefs in like 2015 is probably my best, my most educated guess because I can remember that game. Um, there's nothing else that sticks out to me. So I'll go with that. I, I Again, I can think of the game. I remember the game specifically. I remember watching it at a restaurant, and I want to say it was the Colts that came back and they beat the Chiefs. They were down big in the playoffs. They came back and won. So that's my final answer the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Okay, so I'm looking at this list. The Indianapolis Colts are not the correct answer, but the Indianapolis Colts actually are tied for second. Uh, okay, that was a good guess, that was a good guess. They okay. are tied for a second, yes. So Brandon, now this question goes to you.
1: I mean, I have no clue. This question is, if this is before our lifetimes, Trevor, I'm going to be pretty upset with this question.
0: I mean, it's It's be honest it's, it's a game that's pretty well known, I would say. I'll, you know, um,
1: I mean, I have no clue. I'll give a guess. I don't even think this is correct, but this is my guess. I'll say the, the Patriots-Falcons game where Brady came back, which I don't think is, I mean, it was 28-3. to 3. So I don't, I don't even think that would be the one Ben said necessarily. So I, that's my guess. I have no clue what the answer is, and I don't think this is right, but Patriots' final answer.
0: Okay, so Patriots is your answer. That was a scoring margin of 25. Uh, that is not correct. Um, the final answer, so, so Ben guessed the Colts, which the Colts, that was a 28-point uh, margin. They were down against the Chiefs uh, back in 2014. They were down 28 points, came back and won. Uh, tied with the 49ers, who also were down 28 against the Saints back in 1980. But the uh, the winner here, the team that came back from down 32 points, they were down uh, 35 to three and came back and won the game 38 35. Is the Buffalo Bills uh, against the Houston oh, Oilers this is before
1: a lifetime in
0: 1993? It was a it's Boo. a game that is known as the comeback. It's a wild card playoff matchup. The Oilers were led by Warren Moon and the Bills, you know, they were, they were actually without their future Hall of Fame quarterback, Jim Kelly. So, big,
2: big Yeah, not a there.
0: fan of that question, Ben. You backing me? It's a, it's a well-known I, playoff game. It's known as the comeback. I, it's, you know.
2: I'm. I'm removing myself from any conversation about how difficult a trivia question is. I've I've gotten I've used up too much energy on that argument. <laughs> but I agree. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's a ridiculous. I feel question. like I, anyway, no, that no, no, not, I, I feel like no there idea. are some
0: listeners here that probably would have gotten that right, for sure. Yeah. I think only the only way I would have 30. gotten that
2: right, the only way I would have gotten that right, if, is if I watched the Buffalo Bills 30 for 30 like within the last two days. only way I would have known that, if I watched that 30 for 30 recently, which yeah. I have.
1: not all right, well, Ben, it's to you to ask a question. Hopefully, it's not impossible like
2: that one. Yeah, I mean, so we've had a we've had a rough history uh, of contentious trivia questions recently. So, um, I, I'm removing myself from any, from any controversy. I'm gonna ask a straight up question, Brandon. You can't complain because either you know it or you don't. Okay. Um, and I, again, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna remove remove myself from any any sort of controversy or contention because I used up too much energy last time we did this, even though I had a fantastic and valid reason for doing it. Uh, anyway, Brandon, my question for you, straight up, who won the Super Bowl in the year 2010? It's in your lifetime, you can't complain. Who won the <laughs> 2010 Super Bowl? The 2010 Super Bowl? Who won the 2010 Super Bowl? 2009 season, but it was played in February of 2010.
1: 2010 Super Bowl, let me think. Who was in that Super Bowl? I. This is a good question, Ben. This is a good question, because you're right, it's either you know it or you don't. Um, I'm trying to remember. Mm. The memory questions always get me. Those are the ones
0: that that are the worst. Um, was this the? I know the answer, so to... no pressure, Brandon.
1: Well, I figured you'd get it if I didn't get it. I like this question a lot, Ben. This is a good, great question. You you Thank made you. up for your last question, uh, even if I don't get. This. I don't have
2: to make. Up, I don't have to make up for anything. If we're being honest.
1: I don't owe you anything. Okay, I don't I don't need that energy. I'm trying to remember if, let's see, let's go back through mentally each Super Bowl. I mean, I know we had the Pittsburgh one. I think that was in 09. We had the Saints one. Um Ravens obviously won in twenty thirteen.
2: You're saying obviously like people yeah. remember that. It's like I he, think that's he, that's University like like the least favorite Super Bowl of all time. Nobody remembers. You just can honestly, we should just forget it ever happened.
0: You can keep going through your entire thought process because regardless, I know the
2: answer, so you don't have to be worried about like <laughs> giving away any. Trevor's playing mind. Ga- Trevor's playing mind games today. Unfortunately, no there's idea. no
1: mind games to be had. I think I've come to the answer. I believe that was the one in Miami. And the Saints won that one, I think. Against uh uh what was it, Manning's Colts, right? Wasn't it Manning's Colts? I
0: don't so, know I well, think well, 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 you're acting like I know, I don't know. You're saying you think are you is this your answer? I think <laughs> it is Saints Colts.
1: Yeah, I won't I won't delete dally. I, I believe the Saints won that Super Bowl. February so
0: this is February two thousand ten, right, Ben? Yes. Okay,
1: I will say the New Orleans Saints. I do not know the score, but I think they won
2: against the Colts. Is that your final answer?
1: Final answer. Lock it in.
2: Yeah, that's right. Woo! Okay, there you go. So you can't complain that I that I give hard questions. No, oh, no, no. That was a good go.
1: question. I said that before. it. I I wanted that. I was point? trying to retrace I I don't know. I'm very bad at the memory stuff. So we'll see. All right. To me now, Trevor. Question for you. I think Ben, you really got the sh- short end of the stick here with Trevor's ridiculous question. Here's my question. What quarterback in NFL history has the most game-winning drives? Okay. Trevor, I'll ask the question again. What quarterback has the most game-winning drives in NFL history?
0: Okay. Most game-winning drives in NFL history. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's possible this question's already been asked. but um,
2: I feel like it has, actually. Wait, it
0: has possibly. I just
2: it sounds familiar, and it I have an familiar, answer in my yeah. head. And if that's if the answer in my head that I came up with really quickly is right, then I, I know for a fact we've asked it before because I wouldn't know it if I hadn't
1: heard it before. That call a different question, real quick.
2: No, 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 it's fine. Well, I
0: I I'm I don't actually know the answer to be honest. Um, okay, so I mean I have like different possible answers, but I I don't really I'm not sure I, I don't know the answer. Um, So most game-winning drives in NFL history. Okay, so throughout their whole career. So, Um, obviously, who you know players that have long careers. You know, you want players that have long careers. I mean, there's like a few like obvious potential answers here. There's a couple others that are also known for comebacks. Um, I would say maybe that. People wouldn't immediately think of, but that I am thinking of right now. Um, Most comebacks, most comebacks in NFL history. Okay. Or no, no, You said game-winning drives. Why why do I keep saying comebacks? Game-winning drives, right? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So most game-winning drives in NFL history. Doesn't matter if it's regular season, doesn't playoffs. Like, it includes it all, I'm guessing. So, right? Does this stat include playoffs, or I don't know if it says... Um, I can figure it out. Okay. I, I do not think so. Is this from like profootballreference.com or, or yes, somewhere else? Yes, it's on ProFootballReference. Okay.
1: Oh, oh, I, I take it back. I think, I think this does include postseason.
0: Okay. It does include postseasons on fo- profootballreference. Okay. So most game winning drives in NFL history. So. There's a few different answers Actually, here. Actually,
1: no, no, no. I take it back. I take it back. It is not... No.
0: It doesn't it include is not no. Nope. Playoffs are not included. Okay. So, I mean, that slightly changes my thought process. Not a ton, but... This is a tough question. I don't know the answer, so this is going to be a little bit of a guess. Um, but I think that the most game-winning drives in NFL history...
1: If you want, if you want, I can hmm. alter the question a little bit. And I will allow...
2: No, Play we're not stadium. all the question. We're already taking two. Right. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, yes. all right, all
0: right. yeah. Right, Regular season game winning guys. drives. Regular season game winning drives. Um, it's a tough question. I think there's definitely guys that you wouldn't immediately think of. That like, it's probably a guy that I wouldn't immediately think of. But I'm not gonna go that route because I don't have like a strong enough feeling about it. So I'm just gonna say that. You know what? Actually, I will. Actually, I will. I'm gonna say it's Eli Manning. That's gonna be my final. No answer.
2: shot, Trevor. There's no shot. You guessed that. That was my guess. There's no way I'm the, I'm, you guessed I, Eli Manning. I'm gonna go with one of my deeper cuts here. I, I was
0: gonna say Tom Brady, but I don't think it's Tom no Brady. No way.
2: You and know it, why? I think I, I don't think, I think Tom Tom we've Brady. asked this before. And so my first thought was Eli Manning. So if it's Eli Manning, <laughs> I think I'm gonna Eli be Manning. so impressed I that it, I remember that. I think it okay. might. Be, I think it might be Eli Manning. I agree. I think it's a good guess. I, I think it's a fantastic guess. That that would have been my guess too. So I'm excited to see if that's right.
1: All right, so let's say hypothetically it is correct, and we did use this before. Would I, like, owe you guys something? I feel like I should owe you guys something.
2: No, because Trevor's asked a, Trevor's asked a question that I've asked before, and I got it right, and I got the point because I remembered it. So it's, it's, just, like, <laughs> we, it's just like... We've asked we've had so sorry. many questions
0: at this point that, like, I... Because yeah. it's not like and I remembered the question. It. I just, like, I know Eli Manning I is a possible answer here, but, you know. There's nothing you can do about it. It's so, like, Ben, you think you, mean, think you remembered it, and you got it, like...
1: Easy.
2: I just remember that being asked because I remember the answer being like Eli Manning maybe, and I was like, I feel like that's not one you'd remember or you'd think of. So when I thought when you asked that and I thought Eli Manning right off the bat, I'm like, I don't know that. I feel like I've heard that from some like from us doing this before.
1: Okay, but if okay. It's, I mean if, if,
2: if it's Eli Manning, Trevor gets the point. Like I, just, I mean, yeah. right, right. You shouldn't have asked a question that's been asked before. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're right. I, I definitely shouldn't ask repeat questions, but luckily today that is not the case. Eli Manning okay. is incorrect. He's wait. Eli Manning is eleventh on this list. Yeah. Oh, so I exactly. wonder if
2: I wonder if you if you include playoffs, he might he might be up there.
1: So yeah. let me let me see if I, I can I can look that up. I can if you give me like four
2: seconds. Well, Eli Manning
1: would would not be number one even including okay. playoffs. I
2: okay. have to guess. All right. Um. Eli Manning, including Eli Manning.
1: playoffs, would not be the person number one. Okay. So
2: now it's like I don't even know what to think because I would yeah. Eli Manning would have been my guess. I'll just go. I mean, I gotta go like Montana Manning. I'll just go Joe Montana. Whatever.
1: Joe Montana
2: Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. I don't need to know that he's 30th on the list. <laughs>
1: incorrect. He's tied for 23rd on the yeah, list. Yeah, thanks for telling
2: me. All you're doing is telling people that my guess was terrible. I appreciate it. You could have just said I was no, wrong. No,
1: Joe Montana's not a terrible guess at all. Um, I mean, if we include playoffs, Joe Montana would be It's
0: probably like you know, 18th on it would, the list. It would certainly help, yeah.
1: So, if we include playoffs, the correct answer is Tom Brady. But we but, didn't include playoffs. Yeah. And in that case, the correct answer is Peyton Manning. Oh, uh, okay. The so, brother what, so it Biden was Manning.
0: one of the obvious ones. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah,
1: okay. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady.
0: I mean, I, I mean, w- like, this is literally, I in order, order it's Peyton, Manning, but.
1: Brady, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Marino, Favre. Matt Ryan, Stafford, Elway, United. Like it's all the
0: best quarterbacks. It's not. So I thought of I thought of Ben Roethlisberger as well, but I didn't think you would ask it if it was him. Uh, So
1: I would never ask the question (laughs) making him in a good light. He also isn't even including playoffs. He wouldn't be. But I was
0: I was either going with Brady or Eli Manning. Peyton would have been like the next person, I guess, probably or Ben. Ben, I guess. But anyway. Is what it is. Oh, the
1: correct answer is Payne Mannings. Oh, I am the only one that got points today and I have built an even bigger lead, which makes <sighs> me quite happy.
0: That's
2: unfortunate. Um Mickey Mouse point though, it was an easy it was an easy question. <laughs> I'm going hard next week.
1: Yeah, that that was probably like a slightly easy question.
2: Oh I get yelled at for making it, was it too an, hard. It was an easy... I
1: think I'm I was not upset at you asking me an easy question. I said it you probably like you probably could have went like ten percent harder. I was really hoping. All right, so you know next is, time,
2: next time, I'll ask you who won the nineteen ninety nine Super Bowl because that's also in your lifetime, so you can't the get back that. The Rams. The
0: Rams. i was about to say I know that. So. Well, actually, well, if oh, we're saying Brandon over oh, here, Mister, I don't, I don't know, I don't know here, any memory questions. But, but, but. If it's the year nineteen ninety nine, I think it's the Denver Broncos. Actually, maybe I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, then I'm asking
2: who won the nineteen seventy four Super Bowl next time.
0: Uh, Steelers. I don't know. So. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, let's get into it here. Into the NFL, we have a lot to talk about for the NFL, um, and obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about the games that happened last Sunday. Probably not too too much because you know it's already a week in advance. By the time everyone's listening to it, uh, the games will already be going on for Week Two. Um, so, Trevor, I'm going to start with you. What were some of your biggest surprises from Week One?
0: Yeah. So, I think uh, one of the biggest surprises um, for me. Let's see. Let me just pull up week one real quick. But I know... So, like, the Rams, obviously, you know, didn't... I didn't expect the Rams to look as bad as they did. Uh, We'll get to that, you know, a little bit. So, I won't won't really talk about that too much. Um, I think the 49ers are definitely a big surprise for me. I know the game was a monsoon. I know it was a lot of, like, yes, it was a monsoon, the conditions, you don't want to overreact too much to it, but I just never really saw the Niners losing this game to the Bears. I mean, when you just look on paper, look at the talent disparity between these two teams, it's not even close. The Niners are one of the most talented teams in the NFL, or at least I thought they were. I don't know. I'm rethinking that now. I think the Bears might be the least talented team in the NFL, arguably. So the fact that the Bears were able to win this game, it was it was pretty surprising to me. I mean... And that's not even because like I think Trey Lance is going to be really good, or I'm like a big Trey Lance believer. I just thought like they can run the ball, they can be successful. Um, you know, the defensive line of the Niners is going to just really give uh, Trey, uh, not Trey, Justin Fields fits. I think the offensive line is going to have a lot of issues. They're not going to be able to protect him. And I was just expecting a lot of sacks, uh, maybe a turnover or two. And I thought the Niners were going to like control the ball very easily and win the game. But that's not what happened. So that was one of my biggest surprises. Um, other than that, um, I'll give one more quick one. I think um, I was actually surprised at how bad the Cowboys looked. I mean, Prescott got hurt later in the game. But I thought, I mean, for the Cowboys to score three points, and yes, the Bucks' defense is solid, but... I thought it was going to be, you know, a, a higher scoring game for sure. I was thinking, you know, like last year, I think it was like 31-29 or something like that. I was thinking it would be something similar, like a close game down to the wire. Um, maybe like whatever team has the ball has the ball ass wins. And that's not what happened. The Cowboys, there was a lot of dysfunction. Dak and the receivers, they weren't in rhythm. Um, you know, there were just so many different plays in general in that game on the Cowboys offense where I was just like, What what are they doing? They don't they aren't organized, they don't have it together. And Dak was making inaccurate throws, he had a couple terrible throws, and it was just very strange to me. So those are a couple of my biggest surprises.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like a couple of my surprises, and we're gonna talk a little bit about teams whether they disappointed or should we be worried or whatever we're calling it, um, in a little bit. Um I think some of my biggest surprises, uh, number one, were the, the Falcons. The Falcons almost beating the Saints. Yeah, I was at home. Um, Falcons with the new quarterback, a little bit of a different system. with the running quarterback there, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. And they, they almost beat the Saints. I looked pretty good at a point in time. Uh, I was quite impressed with that. Uh, We had the Patriots, who put up just seven points on the Dolphins. And the Dolphins, I feel like, are the type of team where, like, we don't really know how good they are. I'm excited to see how they play against the Ravens. That's going to be a nice test. I mean, last year they destroyed the Ravens which with a much worse team. Uh, and The Ravens have a a rather similar team. So we'll see how the Ravens adjust versus the Dolphins having some better players on their team. How does that affect them? Um, So those are kind of, like, my two biggest surprises. Uh, Ben, any surprises or anything you're disappointed at? uh besides of course your own bangles
2: uh well, I think, the, I think the biggest takeaway is the fact that believe it or not the Chiefs are still really good and I think yeah. for whatever reason people they thought oh well, Tyreek Hill's not there they're not going to be good or not as good I mean they still got Patrick Mahomes they're still pretty freaking good um uh, I mean we've seen two games from the Chiefs and they've looked really good in both games so I I, I, I don't think I was someone that said that they're not going to be good this year because they have Tyreek Hill but I just think like that's a ridiculous that's a ridiculous take to say that because they lost Tyre and Tyreek Hill's a great player, but they still have Patrick Mahomes, they still have Andy Reid, they still have a good defense, they still have what's his face? Uh Travis Kelsey. It's like they're still a really good team, so um and then I mean on on the reverse of that, like the Cardinals look terrible. And yes, you're playing the Chiefs, but still like the Cardinals look terrible. They're already in a tough division. Um Kyler Murray did not look good. I don't really know what the deal is with the Cardinals at this point. I think we we kind of made that clear when we were going over the NFC West, but, like, I don't really know what the Cardinals are. I couldn't tell you what they're going to be this year. Usually it's the first half of the season they're the best team, and the second half of the season they're the worst team. They might just be one of the worst teams the whole season this year. I don't really know. Um, and then I mean, another takeaway, uh, I, I, I guess you could say, like, honestly, Lions didn't look terrible. They they lost to the Eagles, for oh, a the good Lions team. But the, good. I mean, the Lions almost – the Lions could have won that game, so – I think I do not not think the Lions are going to be as bad as maybe we thought, or I shouldn't even say that wow,
1: we thought. One of us. No, thought no, no! no. The Lions listen, listen to me.
2: I'm not done. Listen <laughs> to me. The Lions are probably the trendiest team this year to say are going to go 500. I'm not saying they're going to go 500, but they're they're not the lines that we're used to seeing. Not what we thought. I like what that. We're saying, what we what we're used to seeing. Okay. I I know more people. I talk to more people. I think the Lions lines will go above 500 than below 500 this year, which is ridiculous. But yeah, uh, no, that's ridiculous. The Lions I We're not the lion. This is not the Lions team we're used to seeing. That's what I mean. Okay. I don't. So, I don't know how many whatever.
1: games I projected the lines. I forget what I did, but I, I. can easily see them winning like seven or eight games. Like this team yeah. is very capable of doing that, um, and their over under right now is six and a half. I. I mean, I would definitely pick the over on that, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. So, um, after kind of recapping that, we have a little little. I. I don't know. Maybe we do this weekly. I don't know, Trevor. Uh, maybe this is a weekly segment. But we're going to do a little bit of a concernometer. We're gonna rate from one to ten how concerned we are. We picked five teams. Or was this? Yeah, five teams here. pick how concerned we are. One being not concerned at all. Ten being incredibly concerned. Uh, five maybe being like, eh, there's some concern. Let's see how it kind of plays out. You're kind of in the middle about it. Um, and we'll have to see where we sit. So let's let's start this off. Um, Trevor, I'm gonna to go to you first. So we're gonna start with the Packers uh, on the concernometer. How concerned are you about the Packers?
0: Yep, so with the Packers, I'm at about a 4. I'm not super concerned with the Packers just because this a very similar thing happened to them last year and then they ended up getting the number 1 seed. I mean, they lost to the Saints 38 to 3 in a week 1 game last year. Uh again, this this week or this past week 23 to 7 they lost to the Vikings. So, it's kind of like a trend almost where the Packers come out week 1 and, you know, they, they don't look as great, and then they are usually able to kind of rebound from there. Now, with that being said, obviously, the, the receivers thing, that, that is a concern. No Devontae Adams. That's going to take some time with Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll be able to adjust um, to it at the end of the day. He's one of the best three or four quarterbacks in the league. So I think he'll be able to adjust, and I think he will still have a pretty solid season. Um, and I also have some concerns about the offensive line. Um, there as well, you know, they have a couple injuries um, and some concern with the protection for Rodgers. So it's something to be worried about. Um, but at the end of the day, I do still believe in what the Packers have, have done year in, year out. I think they'll still probably win this division, although the Vikings do look good. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to – we'll have to see with the Packers. But I'm not super concerned with them. So I also have the metaphor – Uh, I think there's a minor amount of concern.
1: Seven points is not a lot of points with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. But it's not like they played some chumps. The Vikings are projected to do quite well this year, and they looked like they were clicking on all cylinders um, in this game. And the game was away for the Packers. So I I do think there's a little bit of concern. But Trevor, you made a good point. They have some injuries. Alan Lazard was not playing. He's coming back this week. Um, I mean, who who were the Packers playing this week? We got them playing... Bears,
2: Sunday Night Football. The
1: Bears. Bears. So, look, at home, Sunday Night Football... That should be a great, you know, rebound game for them. I still have faith in the Packers. I'm not saying they're going to win 13, 14 games. I'm not overly concerned about them quite yet. I have them at a four. Ben, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I got them at a five. Like, they're right in the middle. Um, they'd probably be higher if they didn't have some guy named Aaron Rodgers under center at quarterback, but they have Aaron Rodgers. So, that, I mean, they'll win more games than they'll lose. And like you said, Brandon, they played, it's not like they played a scrub. They played the Vikings, who if, they're, if the Packers aren't going to win the division, it'll probably be the Vikings. So it's like... You, you met or you lost to a respectable divisional opponent on the road. Um, I I don't think there's a whole lot of issues for concern yet. Um, you know if we're if this is the case four or five weeks from now maybe I do think that there is a little bit of concern with how frustrated Aaron Rodgers looked because if he's going to be that frustrated every year it's going every game it's going to be a long season for everyone involved because he was not in a good mood that game. Um, and again it's one of those things like if you win. And winning solves everything, okay? Or winning, I guess, hides a lot of issues. So if they're winning, he's not going to be as frustrated. But he was definitely not happy. Um, And it's going to be a a rough year for for the fans, for the players, for the coaches, if Aaron Rodgers is not in a good mood for the next 16, 17 weeks. So um, I think they'll be okay. Again, five right in the middle. I don't think it's the end of the world. But it's something to think about, something to just kind of keep in the back of your mind as this this year uh, plays out.
1: Next up, next team, we got the Rams. 31-10 loss at home versus what we think is, I think collectively all think, is the best team in the league, the Buffalo Bills. Um, I will start this one off. I'm at a 7 for the Rams. Now, they did play a good team. The Bills were definitely better than them, but that team looked atrocious. The defense didn't look horrendous, but it didn't look good. Uh, Their offense couldn't move the ball. Their rushing attack was abysmal. Uh, It seemed like it was just... Throw it to Cooper Cup, and that's all good. They definitely need to get Allen Robinson uh, motivated and, and running, uh, catching passes. I am a little bit concerned for this team. This team definitely has some concern. Um, I think the expectations from last year are very, very high. They have a relatively similar team. They definitely could you know, have a solid shot at repeating, uh, which is very, very difficult to do when you win a Super Bowl. Um, so my concern is quite high to be honest i i'm I'm at a seven uh for the rams ben what do you think
2: i'm not concerned at all i'm like a three um they played the bills like i mean i don't know what you want from them yeah the rams aren't the best team in the nfl but i don't think anybody thought they were the best team in the nfl they weren't the best team in the nfl last year really um they're 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 a good team they'll be fine i'm not that worried about the rams especially because they get to play the cardinals twice and the cardinals i just said are not very good this year um the 49ers didn't look good either so they get to play them twice um they play the seahawks twice who were atrocious so it's like i'm not that concerned with with the the rams um matthew Stafford still has that lingering elbow issue if that's going to be an issue all year then maybe i'll bump it up a couple points but for right now um yes you got embarrassed by the bills but the bills are clearly the best team in the nfl or at least top two in the nfl at this point um it's week one it's very very early i'm not going to act like i'm too concerned on the rams yeah. i would love to say i'm i'm a 10 and they're going to be terrible this year but I, I think they'll be okay. We'll see. I don't know who they play this week, but we'll see. We'll see how they look in the next couple of weeks, and then I can reevaluate my my uh, concern for them.
0: Yeah. Right. So I'm pretty much on the same page with Brandon on this one. I have the Rams at the at the six, and Brandon covered some of my points. Um, just in addition to what he was saying, I'm pretty concerned about this offensive line. I mean. Obviously, Andrew Whitworth retired. You know, you got, I think, like, Joe Noteboom is is one of the replacements there. Yeah, Uh, they allowed, I think,
1: three sacks or two sacks.
0: Yeah, there was definitely some issues there. Matthew Stafford was pressured quite a lot. And I get that the Bills' defensive line, like, I get that they're good. um, But I I was definitely concerned about, you know, how I was watching that game last week. Uh, Similar to the Packers, they kind of do have a get-right game this week against the Falcons. So, you know, I think they will bounce back there, but Stafford did not play great and the offensive line didn't look very good. So uh, pretty concerned about the Rams.
1: Next up, we have the 49ers who lost away in Chicago against the Bears, 19 to 10. This was in a literal monsoon. Um, So I don't know, Ben, what do you think? What's your concern for the Niners at this point in time?
2: I'm not concerned. I mean, probably a three, like, you know what? I'll even go down. I'll say a two. I'm so not concerned. You had Trey Lance starting his first career start, whatever. You're playing on a field that's already terrible, the worst field in the NFL, and then you add like three inches of rain to that field, all right? It, it, you totally eliminate any sort of talent gap that those teams might have, not to mention that your best player or one of your best players in George Kittle wasn't playing. So like, I'm not that concerned with the 49ers. Again, I, I don't, I didn't watch the game. I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about that game. I couldn't tell you if they look good or not, but um, just based off the, the weather, you know, again being a factor, and George Kittle being out, and it's Week One, you're playing in El Soldier Field, which is like the least favorite place to play anyway. I'm not that concerned with the 49ers. Um, they still have a lot of talent. They still have a good defense. Yeah, they made Justin Fields look good, with which is impressive because it's hard to make him look good because he hasn't been very good. But um, it's it is what it is. I'm not that concerned about the 49ers. We'll see. That's all I got.
1: The Niners, I'm giving a three. Um, I'm kind of with you, Ben. I'm, I'm not concerned yet. Um, I, I think that that game was rough. It was Lance's first game. He's without Kittle, one of his top targets, like you said. Um, I think they got to work out the kinks a little bit. Is this team going to be great? Probably not. I don't think we're expecting this team to win, like, 12 games, though. Um, we do expect them to make the playoffs, uh, and I think that they still can do that. Trey Lance needs to develop. We've seen uh, the running video around on Twitter of him at the club. Uh, so that's not the greatest sign of all time, uh, especially if that video is recent and like right before the season started. Uh, you know, we'll have to see with that. Um, but Trey Lance being the vocal point of the offense, he, he needs to do more. I'm not concerned yet. I like Trey Lance. I love that offense. Um, so I think that they'll they'll put it back together, but it's a three for
0: me. So I, I think I'm on a little bit of a different page with you guys. Um and you got, I think Ben made a couple points that that made me bump it down from a seven to a six, but I'm I'm at the six I'm at a six on the Niners. I I didn't like what I saw from that Bears game last week. Um I don't I know it's I get it's one game and it's so tough to like be like, you know, you can't react too much to Trey Lance's performance and like let's give him some more time. So I am willing to give Trey Lance a couple more games but my instinct really says that he's not going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I, I, that's where I'm leaning. And I'm, I've seen—I saw this game. I thought he was atrocious. I thought, I thought last week he was one of the worst quarterbacks I, I saw last week. Um, he looked very bad. He made a atrocious interception uh, right to a Bears um, uh, secondary uh, guy. It was just, it was very bad. A lot of bad throws. I get the rain, but I expected the Niners to, you know, come out and really kind of stomp the Bears. And you know, it, just besides Lance in general, just the way the offense kind of functions, the offensive line, I feel like is not as dominant last year. The offensive line last year, I thought was between them and the Browns, probably the best in the NFL. And this year, so far at least, it's one game, but doesn't seem like their offensive line is quite as good. Um, you know, I think the one thing going for them is yes, they still have like a solid defense, they still have some weapons. Again, Kittle's gonna come back, which Ben you made that point, that was a good one. And additionally, they still have Jimmy G on the roster. And I really believe that at some point Jimmy G will be this will become the starter again. And I think when that happens, um that will help the Niners, um, if they have any if they have Super Bowl aspirations, which I believe they do. Um, I don't think are gonna win the Super Bowl, I don't think they're gonna get there. But I know they have those aspirations, so the fact that they still have Jimmy G in their back pocket, I don't want to I I don't want to overreact too much, but I definitely am concerned.
1: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see with the uh the Niners. I think that's more of a reasonable one um to have at least some amount of concern about. Um but let's let's go next up. Next up we have the Arizona Cardinals. Um and the the Cardinals lost to the Chiefs 44 21 um, and I wouldn't say Murray looked particularly good. Obviously, they're without Hopkins. Um, and it was definitely a little bit of a weird game uh, for them. The fourth quarter, they looked marginally better. But, you know, it's garbage time points. Um, I'm going to say for the Cardinals, I'm at a five. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm overly concerned. I mean, the Chiefs look amazing. They looked amazing uh, the other day. Uh, right? They, they, they've they already played again. Yeah, against the Chargers, they won. Who I think the Chargers are a really good football team. So I think... I think we just kind of hear are like, hey, the, the Cardinals are not nearly as good as the Chiefs. I think that's all right. Little bit of concern is that, you know, Murray's getting paid 200 some million dollars. He's got to play better than how he did. And I think that's kind of the biggest concern for me. When Hopkins comes back uh, in week seven or eight, whenever, I don't know if they're by seven or not. Whenever he comes back, I know he's out six weeks. Um, we'll, we'll have a better, we'll be able to tell better. Uh, about the Cardinals I still think the Cardinals are a good team I'm not overly concerned but there is a marginal amount of concern you just paid your quarterback it's it's win now time you gotta you gotta really start stepping it up uh, you can't have Mahomes throwing five touchdowns on you uh, only in completing nine passes uh, so a little bit concerned but really not too much for the Cardinals uh, Trevor what do you think
0: yeah so I'm, I'm actually an eight on the Cardinals I mean I had them I was thinking they were going to be a playoff team before the season started And week one was enough for me to decide that they are no longer going to be a playoff team. I mean, if you look at their schedule, and I probably should have looked at this before the season more closely, but they have the Raiders today, then they have the Rams uh, next week, uh, then, you know, Panthers, then they have the Eagles, but this is a pretty tough start to their schedule, and the Cardinals in the past two years have relied on very strong starts. If they get off to a bad start here, which it seems like they are going to, I mean, they play the Raiders today, I don't really think they're going to win that game. I think the Raiders are probably better than them. And then they have the Rams. They could start 0-3 here. And if they're starting 0-3, that's pretty tough to come back and still make the playoffs from. Um, And and, you know, you have other teams uh, that are kind of emerging in the NFC that, you know, if they're competing for a wild card spot with like the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles, um, well actually the Eagles might just win the division now because the Cowboys lost their quarterback. But nevertheless, teams like the Vikings who may be surging I just don't really see the Cardinals making the playoffs, so I think there's certainly concern. I think their defense looked. I get. I get it to the Chiefs, but I think their defense is probably going to continue to have these issues. And I didn't fully. Um, I didn't fully see all of the issues that they have on defense. So definitely concerned about them.
1: Yeah, Ben, what do you think?
2: I I agree with Trevor. I, I'm going to say a seven. I mean, I like Trevor. I had, you were going through that schedule. I had the schedule pulled up too. I think, and it's the NFL, so, like, anybody can beat anybody, I know that, but if you're looking at their schedule, one, it's not easy, and two, like, there's only one game, if I'm looking at their schedule, that I would say, like, oh, I, I'm confident they can win that game, and that's the Panthers. The rest of their schedule, based off of what I've seen, and again, they play the Chiefs, whatever, but based off of what I've seen, like, every team they play is not bad, I think the Panthers are the only, like, team I would say are bad on their team, maybe the Seahawks, I guess, but their schedule doesn't do them any favors. Um, so I'm I'm very concerned with the Cardinals, and not to mention, I mean, the new Call of Duty comes out in, in October. So the second half of the season, Kyler Murray will not be focused. He will be lacking sleep. That's an issue. <laughs> um, so if you're gonna if you're gonna win, you got to win the first half of the season because Kyler Murray will will be half as good in the second half of the season as he's going to be in the first half of the season. Um, so if they start zero and two, zero and three, they're 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 screwed because they're 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 going to fall apart th- towards the end of the season like they do every year. So I'm very concerned with the Cardinals. Um, I think they got some work. To do. Call of Duty. Hey, COD does thing. come
1: out at I the end of October, October I think seventeenth, so we'll see what happens. Uh, nice try
2: though. Nice try. Or twenty eighth, yes. Whatever.
1: Um, I should know that Brandon's too. It's fan. crazy that
2: you know that. Yeah, fake fans, dude. I just uh, I had this thing called Google. I looked it up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, next up in our last team we're looking at is the Denver Broncos. Uh they lost the Seahawks in Seattle seventeen sixteen. Russell Wilson's first game there. Did he play great? No. Did he play horrendous? Also probably no. Um, it seemed like they were kind of getting it all together. This was a, a, a rough loss, though, for sure. I don't even know how to rate this one. I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to put here. Uh, the Broncos, I feel like we have very high expectations for them. They add Russell Wilson, it's like everything's going to be great. Um, I, I don't want to give them too high of the rating. It's the first time this team is together with a new coach like it's just i think a lot going on all at once uh and i not saying the seahawks are good obviously gino look good and the seahawks are not good i'm gonna put the broncos concern at a four and i know you guys might be like wow that's really low i just have a feeling you guys are gonna go high uh but this is a brand new team we need we don't think i don't think anyone thinks this year is gonna be a super bowl run for them i think this is gonna take a little bit of time and development uh for them Um, and you know, maybe after one more draft, adding a couple more pieces, it really will be locked in and really, you know, the gears will be turning and running really well. So I'm only going to go on a four here. There is some concern. I'm not saying there's zero. There definitely is some concern. Uh, when you have Russell Wilson, there's a level of expectation to score more than 16 points, but I just don't want to go out right now and say that this is like a ridiculous thing. So I'm going to go at a four. I I think you guys are both going to disagree with me, but I'm excited to hear you have to say Ben, I'll let you go first.
2: I'm kind of offended that you just think you know how, what I'm going to say here, Brandon. You don't know anything about me. All right, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a guy that would be making these wild takes or anything like that. Um, with that being said, they're a nine. Their season's over. It's done. Their season's <laughs> over. There's no way. There's no way. There is no way that you can lose to Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I don't even care if it's on the road and think that you're that you're a good team. They're a terrible yeah, team. Good. They might they might be bottom five. They might be bottom five in the NFL. The Broncos' season is over. They should just yes. trade Russell Wilson now. He's making too much money. Rumor is people in the locker room don't even like him. That's actually true. I'm not, I'm not even lying about that one. The rumor is he doesn't get along well with people in the locker room. Um, it's a disaster. Their season's over. A 9. I would go 10, but they still have to play 16 more games. Um, so you, I guess you could say there's possibility that they could get better. But I know for a fact they're probably going 2-15. and 15. So their season's over. It's over. It's <laughs> over. Just trade Russell Wilson. Shut it down. Fire the head coach. Nathaniel Hackett, gone. There's no way that they can they can come back from from a loss like that. They look terrible. They should have won. Clock mismanagement, it's over. If I was a Broncos fan, I'd be selling all my team gear. I'd be be—I'd be shifting to the Seahawks as, as a fan. Um, it's done. I, I feel bad for them. I really do. But, you know, sometimes you get what you deserve, and you, you bring in Russell Wilson and paying him all this money. Sometimes you get what you deserve, and that's what they got. So season over, shut it down. That's not and an that was, reaction. That's a fact.
1: That was the best uh, analysis I've ever seen you give. I was going to be honest.
0: That was amazing.
1: Trevor, who do you share a sentiment with, me or Ben?
0: Yeah, I think I think Ben deserves a uh, a round of applause for that one. Yeah, however, that was that was very impressive. However, if I'm being real, I I severely disagree with everything he just said. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, you can be wrong, Trevor. That's fine. You, <laughs> so, so I I think my like my ratings here are definitely influenced on my expectations preseason. So yeah, I had the Broncos as like like a seven seed like just getting in the playoffs and i wouldn't be surprised at all if they barely miss it like i was thinking 10 wins maybe nine wins they're right on the edge there um and i thought that russell wilson this offense would have a lot of issues early so i'm actually with brandon i'm at a four uh for the broncos um again like looking at like you know, the yards gained in this game. I, I don't know what the, I don't have the box score pulled up right in front of me, but I know that they kind of left two touchdowns on the table essentially. Uh, so it easily could have been like a two touchdown win for the Seahawks or for the the Broncos. Um, and I don't think the Seahawks are that bad either. I, I like, I think Geno Smith played a really good game. I think he's, not great, but he's like decent. I think he's better than some of these other starting quarterbacks that some teams have, you know, that are trotting out there. I think he's not bad. And for Russell Wilson, I don't think he played that bad again. First game of the season with new receivers, you're gonna have a few like miscues, but compare Russell Wilson's performance with like Dak Prescott, who Dak Prescott has had many years, six years. With, well, actually, that's a lie. But he's had years with some of these receivers. I get that, like, you know, some of them are new, they're inexperienced, but he's had more time than Russell Wilson has. And there was so much hype with Dak Prescott about, like, oh, this is the best I've ever felt, you know, all this stuff. Dak Prescott played terrible. Russell Wilson, it wasn't like that at all. It was just like a few miscues here and there. It's not like he was, like, making bad throws. I didn't think. I thought he played fine. He wasn't great, but I thought he was good, you know? And the Broncos obviously should have won the game. The biggest concern is the coaching. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, to make that type of decision, uh, to not let Russell Wilson go for it on fourth and five, that was atrocious. With the actual on-the-field talent and roster, uh, there's, there's not much concern. The concern is with the coaching, really, for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. I, I really do. Ben, your analysis was still amazing, and I think that's the highlight of the podcast today. Um, but let's keep on moving on here to I I think our second to last segment here. It's a new segment though, uh, all created by by Trevor, um, which I think this was a great idea. We are gonna do SBP bets. Uh, and Trevor, why don't you tell the fans how much uh, how much how how it works?
0: Yeah. So essentially, uh, we're all gonna make season long bets. These bets are gonna run a, they're gonna run for the entire season. Uh, we can check on them basically every week it's gonna be quick because sometimes there might not be a lot to say but essentially uh, there's gonna be three bets and and well actually we made a fourth bet that we discussed before the podcast but basically I have a bet with Brandon Brandon has a bet with Ben and then Ben and I have a bet so we have three different bets um, and I guess we'll just go through the bets here so Brandon and I have a bet um I think that the Panthers are gonna win more games than the Lions. Brandon thinks the Lions are going to win more games than the Panthers. So essentially, that is our bet. We're betting on the win total. The tiebreaker for that bet is a head-to-head matchup. They play each other in December. So if they happen to both have, say, six wins, if they're both 6-11, and 11, the tiebreaker would be whatever team wins that game. So Panthers-Lions, that's Brandon and I's bet. Um, ben and I have a bet about, the t- about Tom Brady and Joe Burrow's passing touchdowns. So I'm taking Tom Brady. Um, and Ben is taking Joe Burrow, uh, on that one. So that is that one passing touchdowns. And then Ben and Brandon came up with a bet also passing touchdowns, Justin Herbert versus Josh Allen. Brandon, I believe you are on the side of Herbert, right? And Ben is on the side of Josh Allen. So that one is also passing touchdowns.
1: I'd like to point out out of all of our bets. I I actually do feel most confident in mine. Uh, Trevor, I think your bet with me is ridiculous. It's crazy. The Panthers are really bad. Like, they are terrible.
0: Uh, I, I the Lions I, actually I, yeah. have hope. Obviously, I don't agree. The Lions, but
1: The Lions actually have hope. Ben and I, I, I feel like we have more of an even bet. And I said, as like we were making it, I was like, eh, I think maybe I'd want Allen. Uh, but I feel like that one's pretty 50-50. Like, I can see either way that happening, don't you think, Ben? Like, I really feel like it's pretty close.
2: No, I agree. And, and again, like, they have even odds right now. I mean, Herbert's played two games. Josh Allen's played one but it's i mean herbert's got he's averaging three touchdowns a game Josh Allen threw three in his first game so i mean i do think it'll be pretty close i hope it's pretty close um yeah i think the issues for these might come into play like week 17 if one of the quarterbacks is playing and the other one's not resting that's where it might get interesting um but i I do think one
1: of us has one of us has a little higher chance of playing i think
2: you're right i agree i think justin herbert would be would be more likely to be playing if that were the case but he hurt his ribs so who knows um i agree i think i think they're all pretty decent bets i mean mine with trevor and joe burrow tom breed i think i'm fighting an uphill battle because tom or joe burrow has a better rushing attack that he plays with but um i just like joe burrow i'll i'll, I'll find any excuse to root for him so i like these bets i think it's a good idea i do
0: yeah and-, and we
1: have one group bet well hold on before we get to the group bet we should say what is on like what's what what's at stake here uh, yeah for us right trevor
0: absolutely and, and just quickly the tiebreakers are unlikely i already mentioned the panthers one it's head-to-head matchup the tiebreakers for the passing touchdowns is just whatever quarterback throws less interceptions so say you know ben and i have a bet tom brady joe burrow let's say tom brady throws 35 touchdowns 15 interceptions joe burrow throws 35 touchdowns 14 interceptions ben wins would, the bet would it be because better, trevor? burrow has less interceptions
1: Trevor, would it be better to do attempts or completions instead of interceptions? Because interceptions could not be the quarterback's fault.
0: Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know, Ben. Ben, what do you think? I mean, we could, we could easily just this, do like passing yards. It, it really does not matter to me, to be honest.
1: I I feel like completions or attempts is the best tiebreaker there. Like whoever has less, uh, like attempts thrown.
2: Um. I mean, I don't, I don't really. The interception. I mean, Joe Burrow's got four interceptions, and it doesn't even bother me. Like we can do two interceptions. I don't.
1: <laughs> ben has yeah. resided that he is going to lose that
2: one. It's no, a, it's not likely. There's a tiebreaker, but, but I'm just saying, like I, we already figured, we already decided the interception thing. I think we should leave it.
0: All right, all right, let's do it. And it.
2: trust me, I'm, the Joe Burrow throws more interceptions that aren't his fault than anybody I've ever seen in my life. But it, it's just like whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that makes sense. All right, so what's on the line for us, Trevor?
2: Yeah, so essentially,
0: uh, I'll just go. I'll just keep using the Brandon and I's bet as an example. So Panthers Lions. If I win the bet, then essentially Brandon basically buys me a dinner. You know, essentially, so I can go wherever I want. Say I want to go to Mel because Mel is awesome. I would obviously yes. have to be in Cleveland to do that. But say i say I want to go to Melt. Brandon's Brandon's gonna pay for that dinner. Uh, it's gonna be a big celebration. I'm gonna r- rub it in his face. I'll probably, you know, we'll probably post some stuff on the small baller social media on the Twitter and stuff like that. But that is what is on yep. the line for all three of us. Um, so it's three bets uh, and three dinners. Uh, that's essentially what is on the line.
1: Yeah, yeah, three dinners on the line. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. So th- we also do have a group bet. Amongst all of us, and here is what we decided to do: we are gonna guess the points average this NFL season is gonna have. So we have a website that we found that has every NFL season based on the average amount of points scored in total amongst all teams. So we each guessed a number, and we guessed you know uh, a, a one one you know one decimal digit number. Um, so like just as an example, uh, like last season they the average was twenty three point zero points, so twenty three on the dot. So this season here is each one of I'll let all of us like you know say our, our own. I guess twenty two point nine points uh per game average. Uh Trevor what did you guess?
0: Yeah, so you guessed twenty two point nine, I guess twenty two point four.
1: Okay, and Ben you guessed what?
2: Uh what I guess? Twenty two point two, I believe.
1: Yes. So Ben and I have a little bit of an advantage if it's... And here's the tiebreaker for us. Let's say, you know, for example, Trevor has 22.4, Ben is 22.2. Let's say it ends up being 22.3. Very possible chance of that happening. The tiebreaker is going to be whoever was lower. So without going over in that circumstance. So basically, if it's 22.3 and under, Ben wins. If it is 22.7 and over... I win. So Trevor has literally 22.4 through 22.6 are his only chances to win. Anything else, <laughs> he's not winning. Uh, we haven't come up with a, a reward or punishment yet. We had some ideas thrown out. Um, please tweet at us at the small bar. Give us some ideas on either a reward or a punishment uh, that we can do. Uh, and you know we'll have to we'll have to see. I think that it's a good idea. So those are our, our SVP bets. We'll update each week. Uh, Trevor, anything else we should say about this before we just kind of look forward a little bit?
0: No, I think we pretty much covered it. I'm excited uh, to win both of my bets because the Panthers are going to be better than the Lions, and Tom Brady's certainly going to throw more touchdowns than Joe Burrow, so I'm excited.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the Lions and Panthers won't be happening, but so here we are let's get to our last segment here this one will be quick just some games that we're really excited about i think i mean we were most excited about i feel like the chargers chiefs game obviously that is past um if i had to pick like one other game i was really excited about um i mean i feel like hmm i feel like the raiders cardinals will be a very good game line is five and a half um i'd probably pick that one as number one uh, and maybe the other game. I'd say the Ravens Dolphins game is gonna be really interesting. Both teams I think have a lot to prove uh, in this game. Uh, Trevor, what games are you looking forward most to in this Week Two lineup?
0: Yeah, so for me the top ones Ravens Dolphins. I mean I watched the Dolphins last week, obviously played the Patriots, basically watched that whole game, um, and I think the Ravens defense is gonna pose a lot more challenges for Tua. I mean, Tua, he was able to kind of—they were able to give him, like, a lot of conservative play calls. Um, you know, he was a little bit more comfortable. I don't think that's going to be case against, against the Ravens. I mean, Brandon, obviously you, you were at the Ravens game last week. What did you think of the Ravens' defense, and especially the defensive line? Because I think if the Ravens can get pressure on Tua, I think that's going to really uh, put a lot of stress on him. He might get confused, and that's where we can see some mistakes.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, this game was kind of hard to find. The first half was really not a great half for the Ravens. Um, I, I wouldn't say they played bad, but they didn't take advantage of a lot of offensive situations. I mean, it was only 10-3 to 3 in the first half. The second half, they really let Lamar throw and open it up, and he played much, much better in the second half. In terms of the pass rush, I think it's hard to look at this uh, Jets game. The Jets had a lot of players hurt on their offensive line, so the pass rush was quite good. They got to Flacco a lot. I mean, Flacco threw the ball 60 times. They, they were just down, and they had to throw. And the the Jets actually had a good rushing attack. They averaged 4.9 yards per carry. Uh, where the Ravens really struggle, and this just sucks. It is what it is. But Gus Edwards and, and J.K. Dobbins are still hurt from last year. They're averaging 3 yards a carry, uh, which is pretty abysmal. That's pretty terrible. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, Justice Hill didn't really do anything uh, offensively in terms of the run game. So, uh, Lamar's going to have to throw like he did in this past game, um, and I, I think he'll do a good job throwing. I, I would think the Ravens would win this game. I think they're a very good football team, but in terms of the pass rush, Trevor, I don't know. I'm excited to see how they play today. It's going to be very different than the Jets game where they were playing against um, no like max salary players. I mean, Dwayne Brown was out. It seems like he might be out for a little bit. He's a really good left tackle who would have been against Oway. Um, so I, I don't know we'll have to see in terms of the defense I, I think the defense was good but it was the Jets I mean it's not a high profile high attacking offense at all um, the Ravens did have a couple key injuries too um, to Juwan James their starting left tackle Kyle Fuller one of their starting cornerbacks so it's it, I don't know it's already looking like an injury ridden season uh, knock on wood and hopefully that doesn't happen uh, but we'll have to see Trevor I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the game I'm most excited for. You already mentioned Cardinals, Raiders, um, and then additionally, I mean, I would probably say, I, I mean, I mean, Bucs Saints. I, I think gotta mention Bucs Saints just quickly because the Saints have a lot of success against the Bucs. Um, we'll see if that trend continues or if the Bucks can kind of turn it around. I mean, no Sean Payton there. I I don't think as highly of the Saints as I have the past couple years. Um, so the Bucks should win it, but you never know. Uh, but I guess Ben, what, what games are you most excited for?
2: Yeah, the one I got the second game of the week two Monday Night Football doubleheader, Vikings Eagles. Um, two teams that I, coming into the season I think were were very much considered you know the the second best team in their division. The Eagles coming in behind the, the Cowboys and the Vikings coming in behind the Packers. Um, both teams in week one looked very good both teams in their respective division, uh, you know, the, the favorites, the Cowboys and the and the Packers did not look good. And I think both these teams you could easily say at this point, after week one, might might be the new favorites to win the division. So um I, I think it's a very good game. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see it if, if specifically the Eagles and Jalen Hurts can look as good this week as he did last week. Yeah, he played the Lions last week. He's got a little bit of a better team this week than the Vikings. Um I think it's a fantastic game. I'm definitely excited to watch that one.
1: All right, well, I think that kind of wraps up our episode today. Uh, this was uh, an amazing episode. We, we got new segments in there. Just a, a great conversation. Ben had one of the greatest takes of all time, in my opinion. Uh, really just a wonderful uh, episode. So I think we'll end it there for today. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Of course, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Small Bars to keep up to date when all of our podcasts go live. We'll be back with the AA team at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wednesday morning. Um, We'll be back Friday morning uh, with uh, one of our last recaps of the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast on Big Brother 24. And, of course, next Sunday we'll be back for the Small World Podcast at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. Enjoy the Week 2 games. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.
0: Go Falcons!